Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. It is a new year, a new week, a new day, and a new moon. And I am broadcasting from Escazú, Costa Rica, where it has been a beautiful day. So let's start with that new moon, shall we? It is a 12-degree Capricorn new moon, and anything in Capricorn is going to be very earthbound, very focused, practical, achievement-oriented, empowering, success-oriented, and climbing, climbing like that mountain goat. And with this new moon, we want to encourage ourselves to manifest something that is empowering and practical and material. So if there's something very material that you desire in your life, if you want to materialize something, and that could be anything, um, a new job, um, a new partner, a new car, (laughs) a new computer, um, this is a good time for a real materialization of um, something, manifestation. And, you know, it's, you're better off, like if you're doing like something that you want, um, a a deeper spiritual connection, that's all good. But that's something I would say for like a Pisces new moon. Um, if you want more, uh, you know, family connection, maybe that's something you want to say for another watery moon, like cancer or something, or depending what's in your fourth house, you may have Capricorn in your fourth house. And in that case, you probably do want more family contact. But in any event, this is a new moon where we can, uh, if you want to see something appear in your life, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You want to see something new. You want to see something happen. This is the moon for that. Okay. So, um, new moons, the energy lasts a few days. You can work with it for the next few days. It's really, um, a potent new moon and it is making a lovely trine to the planet Uranus, which is in the sign of Taurus. And it's a little bit past Uranus because it's 12 degrees and Uranus is at 10, but Uranus is, you know, in Taurus. And this is, I felt a very strong energy when the new moon occurred this afternoon, which was about 1230 or so here. And it, um, it was definitely, um, an edgier feeling um, that I had, which I attribute to the Uranian contact. And I felt the need to go ground myself, um, which I did, and in my meditation. And then there's been, um, there was just a feeling that, you know, if you want something, well, you know, Uranus is magical. It's an outer planet, but it's it's a, one that rules magic. And so I think we have to tap into our own magic in this new moon. And that's something that's very profound for each of us. If you can tap into your own magic, that's a really wonderful um, expression, I think, of this new moon at this time. So that's one, one of the many things that's going on right now. Also, Mercury has entered Aquarius, which is ruled by Uranus. So Mercury, planet of communication, is now one degree Aquarius. And it is actually moving, it's going to move towards a square with that Uranus, um, but not quite yet because it will retrograde mid-month. Um, but we are, we are headed towards something. Um, it will square Uranus when it turns retrograde and Uranus will be turning direct. So that's going to be an interesting 
point this month. But very Uranian uh, analytical energy, very high-minded, high-thinking, very uh, can be very focused, but also can have its hands and several things at the same time. So that's an interesting thing with that dynamic of Uranus and um, and Mercury and Aquarius and the new moon. So when we have Mercury in Aquarius, Mercury likes to be in Aquarius um, because it can be analytical, it can be focused, it can be, um, you know, thinking about the greater picture altruistic, revolutionary ideas, big ideas. And, you know, when we have a new moon talking to Uranus and Mercury and Uranus is sign, there's lots of stirring up of grand ideas and grand plans and wanting to those, wanting those grand plans to manifest. So it's um, an excellent time for that. And, um, as we move through the next day or so, the moon will still remain in Capricorn and it will come to Venus and Pluto, which are also in Capricorn, as we know. And they will be, uh, it will be touching Venus and Pluto, you know, tomorrow morning in my region of the world. And, you know, that's sort of connecting those two again. You know, Venus and Pluto are still conjunct. I mean, this has been, we're talking a month now. Um, Venus is at 22, Pluto's at 26. That's a conjunction. Like I always say, if you have a baby right now, something born right now, you launch a project right now, it's got a Venus-Pluto conjunction. And so if your baby's born tomorrow, it will have a moon-Venus-Pluto conjunction. Um, Tomorrow morning, that is. But Yes, and then eventually the moon will go into Aquarius tomorrow evening and touch Mercury, that Mercury. So Mercury's busy, the moon is busy, planets are busy, and that Venus-Pluto is still with us. So how are you feeling? How is Venus-Pluto working in your life? How is it all happening for you? I have to say, it's in my fifth house, and you know the fifth house is entertainment, um, it's children, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of babies around here lately. There's kids. Um, there's, you know, the, um, the, <laughs> the, the entertainment side has not stopped. Um, I wished everyone a happy new year when I opened this podcast, but I have to say, so Wednesday night was my friend Patricia's birthday and she's the one that's moving back to Spain. And so after I finished teaching class that night, I had to run out to a party at eight o'clock at night into the garden, 8.15 at night. And then that was Wednesday. Thursday night, I, my coach had a party and it, she invited us um, and there was a gentleman who did, a, you know, percussion, sound bath, beautiful instrumental music and um but I left early and I got back late (laughs) so so that was two nights in a row then of course Friday night was New Year's Eve and we had a a dinner and a event in the garden that's four nights um last night um yesterday was our friend Ullman who lives here it's his birthday and at January 1st and so we did if you saw my Instagram bananas flambe in my garden in my Mexican grill and (laughs) So that was another night of partying. Um, everybody was in my garden. We were having bananas flambe with ice cream. And so um, I think that this Venus Pluto right now, for me, this phase of it anyway, has turned into intensity in the partying realm. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Um, but it was just, it's massive amounts of food. It's been food every night. <laughs> 
who has a cake, who has a, you know, a, a dessert, who has, you know, a, makes a massive pork roast. I made stuffed shells. It was just, it's been nonstop food. <laughs> and then we went out this afternoon again to get like to a, a, a nursery that also has a cafe and we were there. I just got home a little while ago. It's actually really funny that it's just been now um, Venus and Pluto is social, very social in my fifth house. It's, it's been this intense partying. It's actually pretty hilarious when things are so literal like that. But um, one of the things that happens when Venus is retrograde um, is that Venus and the sun meet up. And inevitably, you know, when, when planets go retrograde, especially Venus and Mars, they, in their cycle of retrograde, they meet up with the sun. Because one of the reasons they appear to be retrograde from our viewpoint on the Earth is that they can only travel so far from the sun, from our vantage point, before they retrograde. So they do meet up with the sun, and then they're, it passes behind the sun, it goes, you know, earlier in the zodiac and the sun moves forward and Venus moves backward and uh, Venus will meet the sun on Saturday, the 8th. And why is this important? Because, you know, when we're in the retrograde, we wait for that moment when Venus and the sun conjunct. And this is in astrology something profound because if you've ever seen and I've put this up on a blog a long time ago, and you know, you I often, you know, I include it in Instagram every now and again. But, but there's Venus makes a beautiful flower shaped in her cycle, in her eight year cycle. She makes a star, but she, you know, year after year of that cycle, her relationship to the Earth and the Sun. There's this gorgeous flower shape that develops if you map out her pattern. And now that we have computers to map out Venus's pattern of travel over the course of a number of years, we can see this flower that evolves. And if you were to draw out, you know, the pattern. And so this is part of that pattern. And, and one of the things that happens is Venus creates, this is one point of the star that she makes over the eight year period. And this is what happens on January 8th, Saturday, Venus and the Sun conjunct, um, 7.48 p.m. Eastern Time. And this is very special because it starts like a brand new star, a brand new five-pointed star. And so they call this the Venus star point. And the person who does the most research and writing about the Venus star point is an astrologer named Ariel Gutman. And I think she lives in Greece now, but um, I've met her. I went to a lecture with her many years ago, and she's um, she's the expert on that. And it's actually a fascinating, she's a book about it. It's actually a fascinating topic, and you can find it on YouTube and, and stuff as well. But it, she starts this, you know, brand new cycle, and she makes one of those points, but it's an eight-year cycle, you know. And this is very important because, you know, um, it's in Capricorn, and I think this is one of the first times it's happened in Capricorn in many, many years. And there is a video about it on YouTube now. If you look up the, you know, Ariel Gutman and Venus Starpoint on YouTube, you can find it. Um, but this is important because it means that we are entering a new cycle of Venus. And 
this is very good. So it's, you know, the sun and Venus, when they come together, are not a bad thing. They're very good. And it is a time, you know, something special may happen during this time when we have Venus and the sun meeting on Saturday the 8th. So look forward to that. That's a very beautiful thing. And, you know, again, make a wish. <laughs> I'm always telling people to manifest or make a wish. You know, this is something you know, lovely that does not happen very often. Venus only goes retrograde once every 18 months. And, you know, she does make that contact with the sun, but this is, this is particularly special. So yes, um, you know, uh, Saturday the 8th is the day that that happens. So in the meantime, Venus is going to make a very nice relationship on Wednesday before that happens, um, with Neptune. So Neptune and Venus, you know, Neptune's sort of the higher octave of Venus, and Venus and Neptune make a very lovely relationship this week, and we known as a sextile, it's a smooth aspect. And so even though Venus is with Pluto, and they're conjunct, and they're intense, she starts to move back through Capricorn, and she makes this relationship to Neptune, and that's Wednesday. So it's very lovely um, to know that, you know, she's going to be having some really good aspects this week. And I think it's important because during this, this is a really powerful, profound Venus cycle. And if we want to, you know, connect with this um, in a very deep way and really make the most of this transit, you know, it's not just like, oh, Venus is retrograde, what a pain in the neck, and I'm just going to wait till it's over. We're, we're, we're supposed to do work during this, okay? We're supposed to work on ourselves, on our love life, on our finances, on our how we have friendships, how we experience love in our lives, how we experience self-love in our lives. And, you know, when she goes to Neptune and makes this relationship on Wednesday, you know, there's an illumination that occurs because there is, it's a sextile, it's not a square, it's not a hard aspect where it's confusing, but Venus and Neptune make this lovely aspect. Aspect and it starts this illumination, which I think is very nice. Um, and then Venus is going to talk to the sun, which is also highly illuminating. Now, when a planet is close to the sun like this and makes that exact conjunction, it's hot. Okay, it's hot. And so when we have something like that happening, um, we have names for that. And one of them is Kazemi. And you're like, what, what on earth is Kazemi? It's like an archaic, it sounds like an old ancient word. Yeah, it's when you're in the sun, you're like in the heat of the sun. And, you know, there's also times like, well, it's it's combust, it's under the, you know, that's like eight, eight degrees one way or the other or by the sun. And so Venus will be combusted. And then Kazemi is when she's really in the heat of the sun when they're exact. So, combust, you know, it's the sun's rays. It's like up in flames. It's not bad. It's just hot. Okay. So imagine, imagine Venus being sort of enveloped in the, the rays of the sun. It can be very illuminating. It could be very enlightening. It can be very beautiful. It's the sun. It's the life force. It's Venus. It's the love goddess. Okay. So, and Venus is getting ready to become a morning star. And one of the things that happens after she touches the sun is that she 
turns around. Like, she's been an evening star for a while. She disappears. She goes down. You see her late. I, people were saying to me the other day, they see her, like, on the horizon as the sun setting and all. Yeah. She goes into the underworld, and then she comes back out as a morning star. So that's a big transformation is what we experience Venus. Instead of that sultry, sexy, nighttime Venus, she's this ambitious morning Venus, okay? So that's, you know, she's busy this week. She's got Neptune. She's got the sun. She's changing, you know, day, daytime, nighttime. Very important. Um, one of the other things that we have talked about is that Jupiter is in Pisces. Yay. And Jupiter loves being in Pisces. And Jupiter is now still zero, but almost one degree of Pisces. And Jupiter is in the place of squaring the nodes. Okay. So the nodes are, this is another thing. January is a big month. The nodes are still, they're still in Gemini and Sag, but they're at zero degrees and they are going to create, um, they, well, they're one degree about to go to zero and cause they go backwards. Um, but they're about to create this, th this intense square with Jupiter and Jupiter is really very much, um, you know, obviously the planet of abundance and a planet of opportunities and expansion. And, and so, but Jupiter at the nodes is very interesting. Um, it's fortunate. It is, um, open. It's, it sort of tips the scales one way or the other, you know, the nodes, there's always this dynamic between them. There's the south and the north. It's never one or the other. It's both at the same time. And when Jupiter is like right in the middle of them, which does not happen very often, you know, the last time this happened would have been, you know, the nodes would have had to have been squaring Jupiter. It's probably like six years ago or something. But, but you know, Jupiter, when it's working with the nodes like this, there's a dynamic. There's It's ultimately a T-square. But what is, what, what do you get to choose? You know, we want to kind of go in the north node direction because it's very much about, uh, you know, fulfillment as opposed to being pulled into that vortex. Um, but Jupiter is going to square the nodes and Jupiter squaring the nodes is, you know, it, it like whatever there's a planet in between the nodes we get to make some choices about what direction we're going in. Are we going toward fulfillment? Or are we going to stay in the same kind of pattern, the south node, that we, they're aware of? But Jupiter opens our eyes to where the north node and the south node are giving us direction, the north node being in Gemini right now, which is all about, you know, our own thoughts, our own thinking, as opposed to, you know, the teacher, the guru, the, you know, listening to someone who we've given, we've given a lot of, power, um, to as teacher. Okay. And forming our own opinions. Um, you know, especially when you've got like Sagittarius is very much the guru, you know, the, the meditation teacher, the yoga teacher, the, the Swami, you know, um, and the South node being there, it's like, you know, how much do I trust me, my own thoughts versus like, how do I balance that, negotiate that, navigate that with what I've learned, my education you know, which is also part of Sagittarius. And so Jupiter, which rules Sag and co-rules Pisces where it is now, it's very much about like, listening. We're, we, we may want that guru opinion, you know, <laughs> but it's really, it's really a very important, um, thing to look at because we're looking at 
how we how we process information and how our opinions are going and how we what philosophical uh, beliefs are we handling right now? And so Wednesday is special again, not only because Venus and Neptune are going to talk, but the moon is going to conjunct Jupiter. And this is the first time that the moon is going to conjunct Jupiter in Pisces this round. Okay, it did earlier in the year. But see, Jupiter's really in Pisces now. Before Jupiter thought it was in Pisces, but it wasn't. Now Jupiter, I can feel, I felt that shift that day. I think I've said that here. But the moon touching Jupiter is then also going to square the nodes. And remember, the moon was with the nodes at the eclipse back in December. And so we've got a different perspective now. Um, you know, it was a Sagittarius south node eclipse. And now we're sort of looking at it with a different eye because the moon and Jupiter will be together, which is always a lovely aspect. But in Pisces, and this is about trusting our instincts, our intuition, um, you know, there's, it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic because the North node in Gemini is very intellectual. The South node in Sag is like, well, what does my teacher say? What does my teacher think? But Pisces is all about vision, intuition, sensitivity, our senses, using our own senses to navigate those nodes. And with the moon and Jupiter together, this is very, very um, clear that it's about our own instincts that need to come forward. Get your intellect out of the way, get your teacher's opinion out of the way, and or navigate them in a way that satisfies the, the information that you're getting from your own intuition. That's really important. And so if there are decisions that you have to make this week, trust your gut. You know, with Jupiter's in Pisces. The moon will be in Pisces. They are swinging with the nodes, but the nodes, you know, it's always more fulfilling to go to the North node, but there is something to be said for following your gut this week as that happens. With Venus talking to Neptune, which is also in Pisces, that'll be three planets in Pisces this week. Um, you know, the moon, Jupiter, Neptune, that's a lot of Pisces. That's a lot of uh, instinct, intuition. It's interesting because it's like three planets in Capricorn, three planets in Pisces. Very practical, very intuitive. Capricorn and Pisces do work well together because they're alternating signs, um, but they are, they're very different, you know, um, but there's a respect between them, the intuition versus the practical. Um, so this is, this is an interesting dynamic we're having this week where Jupiter squares the nodes with the moon being there present with them. And then there's this beautiful Venus Neptune that connects people, that brings us a higher feeling of love, a higher um, respect towards love. And you know, Venus did this already. Venus made a sextile to Neptune, you know, a while ago because Venus and Pluto have been together for a while but Venus and Neptune made a sextile. So this is the second time, and there will be a third time because Venus, you know, Venus has been in Capricorn since early November. And when she made that sextile to Neptune a while ago, she's she started a chapter. It's it's a smooth flowing aspect. You it provides opportunity. You probably didn't notice it. <laughs> you probably didn't notice it. Um it was so smooth and flowing and just kind of floated by you. So that wasn't, that wasn't an aspect that you may have felt 
strongly. It was probably something that, you know, you, you may recognize the feeling again when you have it this Wednesday. But honestly, this is something where it's, it's all very beautiful. It's all very, you know, insightful with this, uh, you know, Venus, Neptune, and then all this Jupiter moon squaring the nodes. So it's, we're trusting our instincts. We're trusting our guts. Listen for a message. That's what's really important. And then on Friday, what's going to happen is that the moon will reach Neptune because it started with Jupiter and it moves a couple of days, takes two days to get there because Jupiter's early and Neptune's late in Pisces. The moon will conjunct Neptune. And this is a very interesting dynamic again because Venus is still within range of that conjunction and Venus and the moon are going to have their sextiles. So Venus talks to Neptune on Wednesday while Jupiter's talking to the moon. Moon is talking to Jupiter. Moon is going to move by Friday. We'll get to Neptune and be talking to Venus in a whole other way. Okay. So Venus and the moon have a lot of dynamics this week. Like I said, tomorrow they'll already conjunct because they'll be in Capricorn. Then the moon will go into Aquarius, move along, and then as it, the moon goes to Jupiter and then eventually goes to Neptune, but Venus and Neptune are already in dialogue. So there's a lot of instinct. There's a lot of intuition. There's a lot of uh, trusting our guts again, and very important, very important information. So we, we need to really tap into this. Now, these are not hard aspects. These are smooth flowing aspects. We like this. This is actually a bit of a relief um, because we've had a lot of rock and roll lately. Saturn and Uranus are finally separating. Thank goodness um, we don't have to go through that again because that was, I think that provided a lot of the stress of 2021. We're moving into a different year, a different vibe. And Saturn's already passed Uranus by a couple degrees. And Uranus is going to start slowing down. Uranus is in Taurus and it's getting ready to go direct. It feels like it just went retrograde, but that was August. Um, and so as we get into the second week in January, I'll just give you a preview is that we're getting Mercury turning retrograde and Uranus turning direct. And that's a lot of energy shifting at the same time. So this is, this is something we'll talk about in depth next week. But just so you know, you know, Mercury will be doing a retrograde at the same time Venus is doing a retrograde. And when Venus and Mercury, you know, are both in retrograde, we've got to be doubly aware of, you know, what we're hearing from people. We're not just taking information and, and saying, I want it to sound like this, but it sounds like that. <laughs> and we want to be very aware of, um, you know, hearing the right things. And this is a time when information and, uh, you know, truth come out. Both Venus and Mercury will be retrograde. Once Mercury's retrograde for the rest of the month, Venus and Mercury will be retrograde. So there's, there's a lot of like stepping back, looking through things, revisiting, revising, reconnecting, a lot of that. And even though they're in different signs, you know, because... Mercury's in Aquarius, but what's going to happen is that by the time Mercury's ready to go direct, it's going to be connecting with Pluto. Now, that's not 
exact like Venus. It's not going to do a three-time thing with Pluto, but it is going to make a connection to Pluto. And Pluto's already heated up from Venus. So there is a connection between the Mercury retrograde and the Venus retrograde because they're both in a dynamic of conjunction with Pluto. That's profound. There's profound information coming forward. There's profound information in our relationships. We have to pay attention to this. It's like, don't be shocked. <laughs> don't be shocked when you like find out something or, or hear from someone, hear from someone. You might really hear from someone. Um, you might run into someone. It's, it's uh, in the, it's in the air. It's in the air. So we've got a lot of, you know, truth coming out, information coming forward, um, connecting with, uh, people in that maybe are from the past or connecting with people on a no, new level or meeting people that are, um, you know, going to give us some information. And it's so important to be aware of what's happening, you know, the information we're getting, tying all of this together. This is not an accident. You know, I think it's interesting that Mercury is going to connect with Uranus when it's turning retrograde and then connect with Pluto when it's turning direct. That's profound. That's two outer planets. It's not like Mercury's just going to whiz by and the moon is going to say hi and that's going to be it. This is Mercury with outer planets. So there's an edginess with Uranus. There's a brilliance. There's a genius. There's grand ideas. Then there's also, the you know, with Pluto, there's depth, there's intensity, there's profound focus. Um, we're dealing with Aquarius and Capricorn and it's that time of year, you know, we're going to be dealing with both of those signs. Now we're, we're in the middle toward going towards the middle of Capricorn. And then we're going to be getting, um, you know, that dose of Aquarius at the end of the month. So, and already we have planets in Aquarius. So it's all about, you know, maybe grand ideas that are, you know, put into practical use. Um, and, you know, and we, we're, we're going to get this, the nodes changing sign this month too. So we've got a big month ahead. A lot's happening. Um, the nodes won't change sign quite yet. Um, you know, it's towards middle, towards end of month. But, you know, this there's a lot of shifting energy this month. There's a lot of shifting energy and it's important for us to really connect with it and pay attention. But you know, we're in a new year and it's a new game. And I think we're all eager for some new, new, new information and for some new direction. And if you saw my Instagram, you will notice that we pulled our four archetype cards for the year end, like we always do here. And, uh, it came up very interesting. So, um, you know, there's the self, there's the uh, which was the father. There's the uh, place where it happens, which is the ocean. And then there's the tool needed, which is the mask, which can reveal or not reveal. And then the initiation or the reason why it's happening, which is gnosis. And um, I'm always interested in what other people's interpretations of that look like. When I see like the father, it's, it's sort of, to me, says the patriarchy. And the ocean, the ocean is feminine, and the ocean is very much about the, the dynamic we have with nature as well, because the ocean is unfathomable. We cannot control it. It is not a controllable entity. It's 
big, it's fast, it can be terrifying, um, but it is not something that men think they can control it. Man, man, meaning mankind, thinks they control can control it. Um, what does it say to you in that dynamic? Think about what those four cards say. Go check out my Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, and you'll see my post. And then we pulled an extra card to see what happens after that, and we got the dead end, which I think is a new beginning. So... That is it for this week. A new beginning is upon us and a new year and some new energy. And I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting that Venus and the sun are going to meet, that Jupiter and the moon and the nodes are meeting, that there's a lot of interesting, interesting stuff happening. And if you are interested in connecting with me and having a session, it's thegoldenastrologer.com. You can just click on book online. I'm also doing Reiki, which is uh, a fifth dimension uh, Lemurian Reiki, not your typical Reiki. I can do everything remotely. Um, and if you are interested in looking at my Instagram, it's Golden Astrologer. My Twitter is at Dev Astrology. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful start to your year already. And I wish you a wonderful new year and great success in this year. And I will see you right here next week. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to all.